Hello, hello. Welcome to my podcast, The Imperfect Therapist. That's me. My name is Stephanie Mayberry. I'm a licensed professional counselor and your host. Each week I'll be discussing a topic related to anxiety, perfectionism, or self-love sprinkled in with a few of my own life experiences. I hope to educate you, inspire you, and empower you to take charge of your anxiety healing and learn to love your imperfect self. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Here we go. Episode number one of my very own podcast. I never thought I would say that. I'm also just going to throw myself under the bus right now. I'm so out of my comfort zone, but this is good. This is where growth happens. Uh, Step one to overcoming anxiety, do the shit that scares you. So here I am doing the shit that terrifies me so that I can teach you to do the same thing. Uh, Today's episode, I'll introduce myself, explain why I'm starting this podcast, And then we'll just get right into it. All things anxiety. Okay, brief get to know me. I'm 32 years young, living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, born and raised. I am married and have two beautiful kids. I have a three-year-old boy who is my wild child through and through. And a three-month-old girl that is so sweet. I'm so grateful for her. Um, outside of work, I love fitness. I've had so many different fitness passions over my years of weightlifting has been my most recent. It is my go-to self-care, my therapy, my anxiety reducer. So you will most likely find me there if I'm not working or with my family. I'm a big family and friends gal. My bucket is so full after time with family or friends. If we're doing something outdoors, that's even better because I could spend all of my time outside if I could. I remember I told my mom when I was younger that I was going to live in the woods with my horse when I grew up. Unfortunately, I don't have a horse. My inner child is so sad and I don't live in the woods either, Um, but life is good. I really can't complain. I've been practicing as a licensed professional counselor for the past six years. I specialize in anxiety and depression, and I work primarily with kids and teenagers in my current practice. What has really led me to starting this podcast is seeing such an increase in mental health need. Uh, One in five individuals is, is living with a mental health disorder, so if you're not affected, a friend or family member is. So that has what has led me here to this moment. Um, Post-pandemic especially, I have really just wanted to find a platform, have a platform where I can share my knowledge and expertise and simply just reach more people. I have gotten into podcasts myself over the last year or two, I love true crime. I'm a true crime junkie, Um, but really podcasts are just an intimate way to connect with people because they're usually casual and conversational, but they can also be really informational and empowering, which is my goal. I really hope to break down the stigma around mental health, make talking about it easier, 
whether you're listening because you're struggling or you're here to support a family member or a friend, I'm here for you. I'm here to support you. Uh, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to empower you on your healing journey. Okay, so this episode is really Anxiety 101. I'm going to teach you what anxiety is, what causes it, how it tends to show up. So let's just dive right in. Anxiety is a feeling of unease, a feeling of overwhelm. It's worries or fears that range from mild to severe. Anxiety is actually a normal and healthy emotion, believe it or not. Anxiety can be a good thing because it can motivate us and it keeps us safe. So for example, it might help us prepare for a big exam or a big interview or it might keep us safe by preventing us from walking off the edge of a cliff, right? So everyone feels some sort of anxiety at some point in their lives. So you're definitely not alone in feeling this. However, when worried thoughts or fears become excessive, when they start showing up daily, multiple times of day, and start interfering with our functioning, that is when it becomes a problem or a disorder. For example, if you can't focus at school or at work because your brain is distracted by worries or you can't enjoy the things that you normally enjoy because you're distracted by worries, that is when it's more of a disorder. And that is also when you should most likely seek help. Um, anxiety is an umbrella term and it prevent, presents in a few different ways or shows up in a few different ways. So I'm going to talk about those. So there's four ways anxiety shows up. Uh, the first is in our thoughts. Anxious thinking patterns tend to be very negative and unhelpful. They might sound like I can't cope. What if they don't like me anymore? What if I fail? A lot of those what-if scenarios that are going to be negative in nature because that's the thing. An anxious brain is a really good storyteller, but in the worst way possible. An anxious brain is going to think of the 50 worst-case scenarios for a situation and make you believe them. And that is what leads to the emotion the feeling of anxiety, the fear, the overwhelm. And when we have those feelings, that leads to change in our behavior. And the most common behavior that happens when people are feeling anxious is avoidance. Avoidance is what prevents us from being in danger, um, right? If we avoid the danger, we're good, we're safe. But when danger is really a false alarm and there's not a truth that threat, we're just interpreting a situation as being threatening and then we avoid it, that is unintentionally reinforcing our anxiety and that ends up making anxiety so much worse. So avoidance is actually the worst thing to do even though it feels really good in the moment to avoid whatever it is that's making you anxious. 
Anxiety also shows up in a number of physical ways. Some common physical signs of anxiety are stomach aches, headaches, feeling nauseous, excessive sweating or hot flashes, um, tingling hands or feet, shallow breathing. You've probably even heard of some people that have ended up in the emergency room thinking they're having a heart attack, uh, only to be told that they're actually having a panic attack because those symptoms are very similar or they feel similar. So let's talk about what causes that physical anxious response. So that is our response to stress. Our body is producing stress hormones. Those hormones are cortisol and adrenaline. When those hormones are released, they communicate with our brain and nervous system to prepare for danger, which then triggers the fight, flight, or freeze response. In historic times, that reaction to threat was adaptive and helpful because it allowed individuals to avoid danger and to ultimately survive. However, in modern day living, when we have that physical response to everyday stressors, that is not helpful. So to help you understand how the four ways anxiety shows up kind of work together to create an anxious response, I'll just use like a real life example. So this might be if you experience social anxiety. So let's say you and your friend are going to a party where you don't know a lot of people other than your friend. So you're probably already feeling nervous going there. Let's say you get there, your anxious thoughts start coming up. You might be thinking, people are looking at me. What if I say something stupid? Do I look okay? And those negative, unhelpful thoughts are going to create feelings of unease, maybe feelings of overwhelm. They're going to reinforce the feelings of anxiety. And when we feel that way, we kind of want to do whatever we can to get those uncomfortable feelings to go away. So like I had mentioned earlier, avoidance is the most common behavior that we engage in when we're feeling anxiety. So you're at this party feeling really anxious. You're probably going to avoid eye contact. You might avoid having conversation with people you don't know. You might avoid starting a conversation and you're probably going to stick really close by the friend that you came with because they're safe and comfortable. And by through doing this, you're again reinforcing your own anxiety through avoiding and creating the physical symptoms of anxiety because you are hyper-focusing, you're kind of stuck, you're ruminated, ruminating on your worried thoughts, worried feelings, you're changing your behavior, the physical reactions start happening because you have now told yourself that this is a dangerous situation. I am not safe. I'm really uncomfortable. I got to get out of here, right? Um, so this concept can be applied to really any anxious situation. So let's think of that same social situation again. You're with your friend going to a party. You don't know a lot of the people that are going to be there. What would happen if the first thought you had was not the, oh my gosh, people are looking at me, or is my outfit okay? Will I say something stupid? If 
we don't interpret situations in a negative way, the resulting anxious feelings won't happen. So it's really important to recognize it's not situations that cause anxiety, but it's the way that we interpret them. And this is a really a fundamental tool that I use in my own therapy practice to help people kind of recognize and become mindful of the thought feeling behavior patterns that create their anxieties. Because when you are mindful of this process that I just explained, you are then able to start to look at situations in a different light. You're able to then interpret situations not in a negative way, in a way that will be helpful to you to cope and to get through it. And by doing that, you will be able to reduce your anxiety. So let me just share how I used this tool in my own life very recently. Starting this podcast, I had a lot of anxiety around it and a lot of immediate unhelpful thoughts. So my thoughts sounded like, I can't start a podcast. Who would listen to it? Who am I to start a podcast? What important things do I have to say? Uh, What if I fail? None of those thoughts being helpful in getting me started. So, of course, I ended up procrastinating. um, But then I was able to put on my therapy hat. I was able to replace that unhelpful thinking with more helpful thoughts that sounded more like, you know what, that's okay if you only have a few listeners, at least I did something out of my comfort zone, or what if this actually turns out to be the best thing I've ever done? What if it goes viral and I impact so many people? Um, So that is how you can use this technique. If you're listening, my goal for you is to really just observe in those anxious situations what you're telling yourself about it. What story am I telling myself about this situation? And then try to use that thought-replacing technique that I just described. So thank you for listening. That is the end of episode one. Stay tuned for more therapy education tips, tools. Um, I hope to continue to empower you and we'll see you next time. your weekly reminder, you are imperfect, but you are also worthy right now in this moment, just the way you are. Hello, hello. Welcome back to my podcast, The Imperfect Therapist. That's me. My name is Stephanie Mayberry. I'm a licensed professional counselor and your host. Each week, I'll dive into a topic related to anxiety, perfectionism, and self-love sprinkled in with some of my own life experiences. I hope to educate you, encourage you, and empower you to take charge of managing your anxiety and learn to love your imperfect self. On this week's episode, I'll be discussing the relationship between anxiety and procrastination. Let's go. Let's go.